Hey, well, welcome everybody. Good to see all of you here today. I'm really glad that we get to have this service together. And isn't it great to meet outside? And it's a beautiful day today, a really picture perfect day. And I hope that you'll have a great Memorial Day weekend with friends and family. I did want to just begin by reminding everyone that on Wednesday, we will have a congregational devotional together at the Nanaya building that'll start at 7.30. So please come out and be a part of that. And uh, two Sundays from now, we will be taking up our special contribution, but you don't have to wait till then to give. There are different ways to give. We, I think we set those out in a remind and we'll uh, send them out again in a remind. And uh, after service, please support uh, the bake sale that's going on right in the back there. And uh, just uh, that goes for our teen camps, preteen camp, young teen camp. And uh, so, uh, yeah, let's support our teenagers who are doing this uh, today and uh, help them out in that way. And even if you aren't eating cookies right now, uh, just give a little donation, okay? So uh, that would be a really, really nice thing to do. So how is everyone? Good. You're having a good good weekend. I mean, I hope things are going well for you. Uh, today, I wanted to talk a bit about the, the freedom that we have in Christ. And I want to talk specifically about the spiritual freedom that we have by walking in the Spirit. Um, you know, freedom is a gift. Uh, it's a gift that God gives us spiritually. When we look around us, we see that sometimes freedom isn't that easy in the life that we live and in the world that we live. And sometimes uh, freedom comes with a price. And so thus you have Memorial Day and these types of occasions. But, but God gives us freedom spiritually and he gives us freedom through his spirit. And this is what we're gonna look at and talk about today. So I wanna talk about the concept of spiritual freedom and walking in the spirit. And then I wanna talk about some ways in which we can walk in the spirit a little more uh, clearly and carefully. So if you have a Bible and you want to open it up, you can open up to, Re I'm sorry, to Gen Galatians. Galatians. I went from Revelation to Genesis and came back to Galatians. Did you, did you see that there? Yeah. Uh, and you can find some sort of freedom in all of the Bible. That's, 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 what, that's what I was trying to say there and in a very roundabout way. Uh, so, yeah, I just have to say, we have a little pre-service up here, and, you know, we sing, uh, lead me to, to Calvary, uh, the, the Ryan McCullough said, and we're going to sing, lead me to Calgary, Calgary, Canada. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of a nice place to be, but this is a nice place too. Um, so anyway, we got a lot of uh, slips of the tongue today. Galatians, we're in Galatians chapter 6, the last chapter of Galatians, verses 13 through 25. And Paul writes here, and Paul is writing and he says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. So he tells them that you have a calling, you have a purpose, and it's to be free. Not to be bound down by and tied down by things, but to be free. But then he says, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the spirit 
and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I'll just pause right there and just say this. When Paul is writing to these churches, the various letters, whether it's 1 Corinthians or Galatians or Ephesians, he's actually dealing with things that are going on in the church there. And one of the things that's going on in the church there, there were factions and there were divisions and they were biting and devouring each other. And some of them were doing it in the name of freedom. I'm free to do this. I'm free to live this way. I'm free to say this. And Paul says, well, not if it's about uh, being selfish, not if it's about biting and devouring, if it's, if it's a freedom that expresses humility and expresses loving other people, then absolutely. But let's be careful with this concept of freedom. And so he goes on and he says, I'll, I'll look at verse 17 now, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Freedom doesn't mean doing whatever you want. Freedom means actually showing self-control and living in the spirit of God. Verse 18, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions and factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is, and now he goes on and he lists the fruit of the Spirit, and this is what we need to walk in. Paul says, avoid these other things, do not indulge these things, now walk in these things. And we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And I really wanted to close with that last phrase there. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And that's what I want us to sort of have as a theme for this week in our lives, walking in the Spirit. It actually is a good theme to have all summer. Are you walking in the Spirit? And you might ask, well, how do I walk in the Spirit? Well, that's exactly what this verse is cluing us in on. Do some of the things that are talked about here, and you'll know that you are walking in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk in the steps of the Spirit? And I want to mention a few of these right now, right from this passage right from this verse. First, walking in the Spirit means that we love each other. We love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul is very clear in verses 13 and 15, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Now, he's saying this to a group of Christians, and he's saying, watch out, because there's some biting and devouring going on, and if you live and, and accept these factions, then you're just going to destroy each other, and that's not going to do you any good, and it's certainly not going to help the cause of Christ, and so he goes back to this phrase at the very beginning, serve one another humbly in love, and I think that that's, that really summarizes the way we ought to be with each other. You know, sometimes we, uh, 
might want to express our freedom and think, oh, well, I've got a better way here. Well, okay, but are you expressing that way by serving one another humbly in love? I mean, there's three things you see in that little phrase right there that are very clear. Number one is service. You know, sometimes leaders try to lead by authority. I've seen this time and again. And I'm coming on 40 years in the church here in New York, okay? Uh, and this fall, Lee and I will have been here 40 years. But I look out not just in New York, but I look at the churches outside as well. And I see sometimes people, they try to flex their muscles with authority. Well, I'm, I'm going to, you know, this is, this is the way we're going to do it because I have the authority here. I have the title here. But you know what? It's not about a title. And in Jesus's way, authority is always about service. And so when somebody flexes their muscle, I'm like, how are you doing serving? How are you doing meeting the needs of people? When you look at Jesus, Jesus's authority was all about service and influence serving people and simply influencing other people. And there wasn't a need for him to flex his authority because you know what? When you serve people, people are drawn to you like they're drawn to Jesus. And so when I look at this, I'm like, what's it say here? It says serve. It says humble. We have to be humble about it. It's not a matter of pride. It's not a matter of I'm first. It's not a matter of what I think is best. It's humility. And then the last one there is love, which is always the test, right? Is this a loving thing? Love. Serve one another humbly in love. To walk in the Spirit means that we learn to love each other. It means that we learn to be humble with each other. It means we learn to serve each other. I just want to confess, I failed miserably at this recently. And so I'm going to give a little true confession here, okay? Now, I'm going to spoil the fact that some of you think I'm perfect. Um, but most of you who know me, there's nothing to spoil there, okay? You know that I'm not perfect. And um, I was at a meeting, and uh, it was, it was um, a good-sized meeting, probably 50 or 60 people. And I was sitting there, and I was listening to the speaker, and I was trying to pay attention. And I felt like the speaker misspoke at a couple of points. And I felt like the speaker misspoke once of saying something about me. And so I got a little perturbed at that. Um, and then I heard the speaker say something else about somebody else. And I was like, wow, why are you doing this? What, what's this about? But I had determined that I wasn't going to say anything because at the end, they opened it up for questions. And I wasn't going to say anything. But then the moderator looked at me. And, they, and he said to me, he said, Steve, it looks like something's on your mind. <laughs> and there was something on my mind. There was. And I said, you know what? I decided I wasn't going to talk about this. But since you called on me, I'm going to say this. And I said, I just don't know what just happened in that speech. I don't understand it. Because I felt like there were a couple of times where and the speaker wasn't the moderator. The speaker was off to the side now. But I looked over and I said, I felt a couple of times you were belittling people. And I just don't get that. And I, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like this just isn't the place for this. And then the moderator got a little defensive for the speaker. And then I got a little defensive about my position. <laughs> and let me tell you, it went down quickly from there. 
Okay, you can kind of picture it. It went down really quickly from there. And uh, the, the moderator and I were not on the same sheet, and I wasn't on the same sheet with the speaker. And so finally, the moderator just said, you know what, let's just wrap it up. Let's just wrap it up. Uh, and let's have a prayer. And I felt so bad. And during the prayer, I realized, you know what, Steve, you shouldn't have said anything. You know what, Steve, you should have just worked through your feelings. You know what, Steve, you shouldn't have said this in this group. This is not the group. This is not the space. You should have just remained quiet. And so as soon as the prayer was over, I said, excuse me, I have one more thing to say. And I think everybody was like, whoa. What? <laughs> what? Uh, and I said, I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone here. I should have just stayed quiet. I shouldn't have said anything. And the things that I said and the way that I said them and the space that I said them in, it wasn't a right choice. I made a bad choice. And so I hope you'll forgive me. And I genuinely am sorry for this. Well, I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson there that um, there are times where you just need to be quiet. And I needed to serve with humility and love. And I wasn't doing that at that point. And so I'm grateful that I recognized it during the prayer. I'm grateful I didn't leave the meeting without apologizing. But I wish I had just thought better and just said, you know what? It's, this is not the place. This is not the space. And just, just be quiet. But after the meeting, I called up one of my friends and I said, okay, tell me, tell me how I could have done better. Tell me, even in my apology, what I could have said better. Because we need each other, right? I mean, that was a blind spot in my life. It was a blind spot that I did not see until it was too late. We need each other. And this brother is one of my, I mean, he's just great. It's Larry Craig, one of the elders of the church. He's actually an elder of double honor. And I, I called up Larry and I just said, Larry, help me out. Help me see everything I did wrong. And we talked through it. And the thing I appreciate about Larry, Larry wasn't angry. He wasn't mad at me. And he didn't, he didn't belittle me. Uh, he, he said, Steve, I really, these are things you could have done better. I really appreciated the immediate apology. That was so appropriate that you did that. But he helped me. And one of the things that Larry said that I'll always remember, he said, Steve, you know what? We're all jars of clay. None of us are perfect. We all got our little cracks and our little fissures, and we're all jars of clay. And Larry, that's, that's how he serves people. That's how he ministers to people, by recognizing in himself his jars of clay, that he's a jar of clay, and seeing that in other people. But we need each other to point those things out. And that's my first point is, if we're going to walk in the spirit, then we got to do it together. We got to do it with each other because we need each other because none of us is a perfect person. We're just not. And so we need each other to help each other out. Um, I appreciate Shirley. Shirley uh, called me this week and, and she, she and some others are on the diversity team here helping us to think about diversity. And Shirley called me and said, these are some things that we have that we would like to do. And so we went over some summer and fall plans together. <clears throat> but she also recommended a book. 
recommended a book that she said, maybe we should read this. And I said, well, before I ask everybody else to read it, I need to read it. And so that's a basic policy that I have. I don't recommend books unless I've read them. And so she, uh, I got to look up the title here because when you get old, you forget titles, right? But I have it right here. The person you mean to be. Because sometimes <clears throat> we mean to be a certain way and actually because of our biases, we're not that way. And it's a book about implicit bias. And it's based on many, many good studies. And as I was reading the book, I, you know, I, I read the, I was reading it and I realized, you know what, Steve, there's implicit bias in your life. There are things that you don't see that you need to open up your eyes and see. I mean, you can think that you're a certain way, but how are you really acting? And one of the ways that it came out, one of the things that I noticed, and I want to thank you, Shirley, for recommending the book. It's a really good read, and it really helped me. Even this week, it helped me, <clears throat> because I was a part of a committee meeting for a conference that we're planning, um, and I was sitting there on this committee, and I was talking to these guys, and it wasn't until I read the book that I came back and I thought, you know what? The four main people that are planning this conference were all old white guys, all four of us, old white guys. Now, I didn't see it at first because there's a couple of women in the meeting, but they're there really as an administrative role and a technical role, but they're not the ones picking the speakers. They're not the ones really planning the conference. And there's a younger man there as well, but he's there is again as in a technical role to help with the, the technical stuff. And it just hit me as I was reading the book, hit me, you know what, Steve? You didn't even see that. And so I immediately sent out a text message to the, the leader, the chair of the, of the committee. And I said, you know what? By our next meeting, we need to have some people of color. We need to have some women that have a voice in the conference. And we need to have a young person in as a voice in planning the conference. And if not, then I'm not gonna join the committee on the next call. This has got to change right now. But if it weren't for Shirley <laughs> and her helping me and her sending me this title, I wouldn't have seen that. It's no telling how many weeks I might've gone without noticing that. I say that to say, we need each other. We need each other because none of us are perfect, because all of us have our flaws, and because we have our blind spots. We need each other. We are stronger together than we are apart. We are more healthy as a community than we are as individuals. We need each other to help with these things. Okay. Now, the second thing I wanted to mention is right here in the text as well is that we walk by the Spirit, and walking by the Spirit means saying no to our fleshly desires. And Paul, again, is very clear in this, verses 16 and 17. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. And so, there are a lot of things that we might want to do, but we have to ask ourselves, is this the best thing to do? We have to ask, is this a spiritual thing to do? And we have to learn to put our fleshly desires um, 
to put them to death. And we do that by walking in the spirit and making spiritual choices. If we continue to indulge the flesh, ultimately the flesh is going to trap us because that's what the flesh does. My son, Daniel, he had this dog. It was a beautiful dog, beautiful golden retriever dog who um, was a puppy, but was a puppy um, at five years old, at eight years old, at nine years old, it never grew out of being a puppy. This dog was, to say energetic is to put it mildly. Uh, this dog was all over the place. And there were times where I would visit Daniel and the dog would just, I mean, you couldn't even have uh, like uh, my suitcase on the floor. I had to zip it every single time because if it were left unzipped, then my socks would just be all over the apartment. That, that was this dog. And it didn't matter how much you tried to correct, it just did not matter. Um, and, but the thing about the dog, the, the dog would find itself getting trapped by its own energy. There were times where the dog would, would uh, scoot something behind the couch, you know, chasing it down. It could just be a piece of paper, could just be a dust bunny, but just chasing it down and then end up getting wedged behind the couch and being stuck there and then start whining, you know, because the dog knew how to get in there, but did not know how to get out and just got stuck behind the couch, indulging its own desire to chase whatever it was. And that's exactly how it is with the sins of the flesh and indulging the flesh. You think, oh, I got control of this and I'm okay with this. And then the next thing you know, you're trapped by it. This is what happens with addiction. We get trapped by addiction and we just walk right down the road. And next thing we know, we're trapped by it. The, 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 the antidote of that is walking in the spirit and constantly asking ourselves, how are we doing walking in the spirit? Which leads me to my third point, which walking in the spirit means increasing the fruit of the spirit in our lives. If you wanna not indulge in the flesh, then think about the spirit, walk in the spirit, and increase the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Verses 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I read those way too fast. <laughs> and so I'm a teacher. Your assignment for the week is to read that slowly, okay? Go back at some point this week and just focus on every word there because every word is important. And we could actually spend the rest of the summer just going through every word in that verse. That would be a helpful study uh, for us. Against such things, there is no law. But if, you if we want to avoid the traps of the flesh, then we need to walk in the sweet spots of the spirit. And the sweet spots are right here in this verse. We need to think about how am I doing loving people? How is my joy level right now? How am I doing walking in joy? Is there faithfulness in me? Is there gentleness in me? Do I exhibit self-control? Just go through them all. Go through them all and then sit with them. Sit with them a little bit. You know, I, I appreciate a day like today. It's so beautiful and it's, it, it's sunny. But you know what? I can only stand the sunshine so much. Um, I have to get out of the sun and get in the shade. And the shade is my sweet spot. I've actually had melanoma before. It's a skin disease and it's, it's a skin cancer. And so I go to the dermatologist every four months. 
And there's not a time where I go to the dermatologist where he doesn't cut something off of me or burn something off of me. I just grew up in the Tennessee sun and spent too much time playing baseball and stuff. And now it is, he just, I, I think he probably has a summer vacation home um, that has, should have my name on it, you know? Because every time, this, I went to him this past week, he took four things off of me, okay? Four things. Um, and uh, he, just every time, because I need to be in the shade. Uh, that's just uh, this point in my life, especially. I, and, I, and I bask in the shade. I love the shade. And what I want to ask you to do at some point this week is just let this be your shade. This verse right here. Or if you like sunshine, prefer sunshine, let this be your sunshine. And just spend some time there in all of these great concepts of walking in the Holy Spirit. Um, if we do that, then what's going to happen is, is we're going to find ourselves walking in the Spirit because we're thinking about the Spirit. I always say, think Spirit, get Spirit. You want to know how to get the Holy Spirit in your life? Think about the Holy Spirit. He will be with you if you think about him. And one way to think about him is by uh, these different ideas, these different concepts, love and joy and faithfulness. Put those on your mind and spend some time there. And then the last thing I would like to mention, the fourth point is, look up and see God, see Jesus, and see the Holy Spirit. In other words, this last phrase, walk in the Holy Spirit. Um, I do like to walk and I do like to go out on trails and I have some trails pretty close to my house that I love to get out and to get in. But I've told you before that the, the, the trails, um, they have a lot of rocks on them. And so I have to be careful. And what I can do is if I'm, if I'm not observant and not intentional, I can find myself looking at my feet and looking at the rocks and looking at the path, the whole, the whole walk. So I can be on this trail for an hour and never see a tree. I mean, how sad is that? And never see a squirrel going by, never seeing nature. I have to look up. I have to look up and I have to see nature around me. In our life as well, we can be so um, conscious of taking the next step that we fail to see God in front of us. And we fail to see Jesus and live in Jesus. And we fail to see the Holy Spirit. And so I would ask us all, let's look up and let's see the Holy Spirit around us. Spiritual freedom is a gift from God, but God expects us to walk in his spirit. Let's all decide this week is going to be a week where we're going to walk in the spirit. And the things that I told you is helpful hints. I hope that you'll remember those. And let's, uh, let's give God a week of walking in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.